Welcome back. We're in Genesis 24:15. Let's go. So we got the servant of Abraham who is going to find a bride for Isaac and his representative. You're seeing the God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Abraham, representative of God the Father, Isaac of God the Son, and the servant as the Holy Spirit. So here the Holy Spirit is going out and seeking a bride, which is representative of the church. So Rebecca will represent the church here. So here it says, 24.15, And it happened, before he had finished speaking, that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. Now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin. No man had known her. All right, so 15. So the uh, servant is waiting at the well. He's gone there to find the bride, to find who we know now as Rebecca. Of course, he didn't know who it was going to be. He had prayed and said, God, if this is going to be of you, I need it to be so blatantly, plainly obvious that it's not just something that happened, that it's from you, God. And so he, he puts God uh, kind of to the test to see what's going to happen here. And this is exactly what happens. So Rebecca is Abraham's brother's granddaughter. Again, don't, you know, we go back to the, oh, it's, they're going to marry inside of the family, intra-family. It's going to create all problems. No, back then the, the world wasn't as tainted by sin humanity wasn't as tainted by sin so they would have relations within their own family today we don't do that because it produces all sorts of problems all right so rebecca comes out with her pitcher on her shoulder and the young woman was beautiful and she was a virgin no man had known her she hadn't been married she hadn't had uh, premarital relations anything like that right so looking great now representative of the church the church, as the church, as a member of the church, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, then you are a member of the church. And I don't mean the church building you go to on Sunday. I mean the interconnected body of Christ, right? Jesus is the head. We are the body. We collectively comprise the body, and we call it the church. And that's from Passover through I'm sorry, not Passover, from Pentecost through the rapture, which is yet to happen. Every single person who has placed their faith in Jesus Christ and made him their Lord and Savior. I'm not talking about a leak, what, what we read in the Bible is a lukewarm Christian, which is what I read in 33, at age 33. And I read that verse, and it was lukewarm Christian. It just screamed out at me. I was like, God, that's what I am, right? You're neither hot nor cold. And he said, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I was like, wow, that's that's powerful, right? If I'm not hot for Jesus, and that probably means that I'm lukewarm, which means I'm, I'm just as good as not even thinking that Jesus is in my life, just as good as being a Buddhist, an atheist, a, you know, a Muslim, anything like that. You're Unless you love Jesus and you're on fire for him, then you're probably lukewarm. And he tells us very plainly in the Bible what happens. So this is collectively the church. This is Rebecca that we're seeing here at the well. And verse 17, uh, and, and she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. Verse 17, and the servant ran to meet her and said, Please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. So notice this. It says, the servant ran to meet her. The Holy Spirit is seeking 
people. The Holy Spirit is seeking you if you haven't met him yet. He's not just going to sit back. He is seeking you. He is showing you in so many different ways how much he loves you. And think of the prodigal son, that story. When you would think, oh, that, you know, the dad's just going to be mad. He's going to turn his back. He's going to cross his arms. He's going to huff and he's going to puff. He ran to the son who was broken, who had gone through hard times, who had made bad decisions. He ran to him to say, I love you. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does. He is looking for more people to join. And you know what? If you're a believer and you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and trust me, if you're a believer, you are a saint and you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Those are facts. You have been sealed. We know that from Ephesians. right? You're sealed by the Holy Spirit the moment you accept Christ, the moment you declare that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and there is no other God. And you, with the Holy Spirit in you, get to go out and love on people and share Christ with people. And the Holy Spirit will give you strength and wisdom and knowledge. But you've also got to do things, read the Bible, go to church, pray, doing those things, because that's how you're going to grow and get that strength, be in community with other believers. Then you get to go out and you break up from the, the football huddle, if you will, and go out and tell people about Jesus. All right, so the Holy Spirit is running to Rebecca, which is reflective, representative of the Holy, I'm sorry, the servant's running to Rebecca, which is representative of the Holy Spirit running and seeking people. All right. And he says, please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. Remember, this is the test that he put forth to God, saying, let her not only give me water, but give my camels water. Verse 18, so she said, drink, my Lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Now, if you're just reading the Bible, you're going through here, and you're like, yeah, cool, no problem, all right, I see some camels, I'm going to feed them, right? So you're in the United States, we've got little, let's just say dogs, um, and you're like, yeah, I'll, you know, your dogs look thirsty, let me give them some water, great. It, that would take you maybe a minute, maybe two minutes, no big deal, right? Oh, look out, she's feeding the little puppy doggies, that's so sweet. These are camels, right? They're, they're When you get up, close and personal to them. I've seen them once or twice. You know, they're, they're kind of nasty and filthy and stuff all over their mouths. And I mean, don't really want to be up close to their mouths. I mean, I don't. Maybe you do. But not only are they kind of, you know, interesting, they're not nearly as cute as dogs, but they're giant and they have those big old humps on their backs for a reason. So, there, there were roughly four, ga- probably four gallons of water per cistern and roughly 26 gallons per camel. All right, so follow me here. So for easy math, that means it would take about six trips per camel for 10 camels, and that means about 60 water trips. We're talking two, three, maybe four hours of her time to fill these camels. So again, it's not like you or me feeding a doggy saying, oh, let me you know, pour some of my Ozarka water bottle into this little makeshift bowl so your dog can eat. This was literally, think about that, uh, 26 gallons per camel. For 10 camels, that's 260 gallons. Think if you had 260 gallons of water delivered to your front door 
and you had to pick up each one and go and feed it into a trough for camels, right? This lady was in, and I don't know how she did it. Like, I, I couldn't have done this. And this, we know, the servant is looking at it saying, God, all right, I put you to the test, and this is exactly how you delivered in a way that there's no possible way that someone would want to spend two, three hours of their day feeding camels that don't even belong to them to a stranger, right? That is from the Lord. So there's no way I would have done this, but this sweet girl did. And so, verse 20, Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water, and drew for all his camels. And again, oh man, that, that sentence doesn't do it justice. It sounds like, oh, she just grabbed a little water, the camel's good. No, we're talking big old camels, 26 gallons, 10 of them, probably only about 4 gallons per trip. And 4 gallons weighs a whole lot of weight, right? So she must have been just absolutely exhausted, probably like running a marathon, doing this for 2 or 3 hours straight. Verse 21, And the man, wondering at her, Remain silent so as to know whether the Lord has made his journey prosperous or not. So it says the man, wondering at her, this is a servant, in awe, just awestruck with the situation that's going on. She's beautiful, she's a virgin, she offered him water, and she's taken two to three or more hours to feed his camels. He is just in awe at what God has done right here. And so he remains silent. And when you're in awe, when I'm in awe at times, I just remain silent because I'm like, I just can't believe that you did that, God. I mean, it's just, it's beyond comprehension. It's beyond understanding. And he's even given me that, I've had that silence when I've just been in awe of the peace that he's given me at times when I've been through just some amazingly awful, uh, from a human standpoint, awful trials. And... uh, You know, he's there. He's there. And uh, if you're going through a trial right now, just know that he's there. Verse 22. So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her wrist weighing ten shekels of gold and said, Whose daughter are you? Tell me, please. Is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? So this servant is just bringing out the bling. I mean, I'm talking like full-on rapper like bling, like highly expensive, highly flashy. There's no way around thinking, all right, this dude's got some money. What's up? And he's giving it to her. It's a nose ring, right? So she had a nose ring. She had bracelets. And uh, it weighed a lot. And he's asking, so who are you? Tell me, please. Is there room in your father's house for us to lodge? Again, not something that happens in American culture. You just meet someone on the side of the road. They spend two to three hours feeding all of your you know, animals and friends or whatever, or watering, uh, giving water to you and your friends for two to three hours, uh, and then, then saying, sure, why don't you also come and stay with us? Because this is exactly what Rebecca did. This is exactly what the servant did. The servant, represent the Holy Spirit, is going to be forward. He's not going to hide himself and just be like, I wonder if she'll, she'll ever want to talk to me. You know, he's out there. He ran to her. He's asking things. He's giving things. And the Holy Spirit is 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 out there, is out here. And he is looking for more people to indwell, right? Because anytime someone accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior, boom, Holy Spirit goes in, lives inside of them, and dwells them. And then they go on to their eternal life and their uh, eternal bodies um, after they pass away here at some point. 
Let's finish up, and tomorrow we will pick up at 24. Lord, thank you so much. I love you. I pray that anybody who has accepted you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, that they would make sure that they're not lukewarm, that they would understand that they're indwelled by you, the Holy Spirit, and that they would feel that power to go out and be bold and courageous and lovingly share the gospel through their deeds and through their words. And for those who are listening who may not know you, I pray that they know that you haven't gone anywhere. You're chasing after them. You love them. you are got your arms wide open, ready to embrace and hug them, but you're waiting on them for, to accept you, Lord. For any of those people, I pray that the day, today is the day that they realize that you are Lord and they make you the Lord and Savior of their life, repenting of their sins, asking for, for forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. Give us strength this very day. Amen. This podcast brought to you in part by the Portfolio Protection Store, where smart investors go to protect their life savings from stock market losses. Visit our website to register for our webinar, theportfolioprotectionstore.com. The webinar is about portfolio protection and safe money ideas for ages 50 plus. Visit theportfolioprotectionstore.com. Located in Austin, Texas, license number 288-7886.